0: Still hello,
1: Bruce.
2: Hi, Renee. Here we are. And we are still, still here.
1: here. Yes. All right. I just want to say I'm pretty excited about this episode we're going to record because we, uh, before we came down here this morning, we were discussing it.
2: Yep. We've, we, this one we've been working on for a little while. I had this uh, concept. I don't know. We've been talking about a lot of these, but they've developed over time. And today like you do we were laying (laughs) literally laying down in our driveway
1: because we wanted we wanted to be in the sun
2: it just turned cooler here in georgia uh today it was it's been super hot in the summer and then it turned cool and i think this is probably our second day of temperatures in like the upper 50s in the evening and morning and been up kind of early this morning and I, I know, I felt cold.
1: I felt cold as well. Yeah.
2: Anyway, when the sun came up, I mean, it's been up for, I don't know, this, what we were out there probably, what, 10.30 or so? Yeah, yeah. By that, like that time, the sun, we have a bunch of trees around our house. So the sun, you know, when it comes up, it takes a while for it to actually hit the house. And I now remember in the wintertime, that side's the best side to be on, like where the garage and the driveway are
1: yeah, so um, we were laying in our driveway, getting some sun,
2: literally laying down <laughs> in our driveway.
1: <laughs> like wh-
2: we're we're sitting here, this disg- guy said at one point I said, what what are the odds that we're sitting or actually laying down in our driveway, not even looking at each other? My eyes were closed. I don't know about yours because the sun was so bright, it felt so good on our back in the driveway. like who does that? right. <laughs> Discussing, you were yeah, you were I like, know, this we we're just is what rattling I think. stuff off. We we talked about our business and our you know office and grow and personal stuff, and then we started talking about this. And so anyway, here we are. And here we are, and oddly enough, in the driveway, we yeah, we were go talking it. about it. Um,
1: Here's the name of the podcast for today.
2: I'm gonna rename it.
1: You're not, ooh, all right, right, right on the spot. Let's hear yeah. it.
2: Get back on the porch.
1: Ooh, I like it. Yeah. I like it. Get back on the porch.
2: So welcome everybody to Get Back on the Porch.
1: All right. Well, what does that mean, Bruce? Come on, get back on the porch. What's so that mean?
2: A while ago, we talked about this whole concept about front porches, back porches, that kind of thing. I'm going to predate the porch talk and go back into, let's just start with road rage.
1: Yeah, okay, we're We, have, go, we're <laughs> we have a
2: wide range of things to discuss. <laughs> we got to go a long way to prove our topic here. So we're going to start on so road gonna rage. we're going to go right with road rage. Yeah, All I figured right, let's that's go. a good place let's to go. start. Road rage. Road rage is, obviously, everyone knows what it is. Some of us have it. Some don't. Some certainly witness it. But really, suffice it to say that road rage is something that you, I don't know the science behind it, other than you act a fool when you're... Wrapped in like four thousand pounds of steel, and you're kind of sequestered away from another driver, to the point where, like, if a driver cuts you off, or if you you know don't like how they're driving, you swerve around them and get in front of them, or whatever, right? You know, road rage. It's yeah. like un unchecked anger,
1: right? I, I'm sure everyone has witnessed it or experienced it, like you said. So yeah, yeah, I got on
2: so the point to that is that you're wrapped in your car and you're, you feel big and powerful. You would never carry on that way. Like if you were in a line at a grocery store, Right. If, let's just say you were lined up and it was the same scenario and you were rushing to get somewhere or you had to wait to get into a place. You would never act the way that you act in traffic right. in a line. Because you're removed. Like, I think you have more respect for people. Right. Or you're just, you're probably scared that you might get beat down if cross the line.
1: Yeah, there's, yeah, you don't have this, like you said, big piece of metal. You're like standing right there with them. Yeah. Between you and them.
2: Yeah. So it, it gives you that insulation when you can be a little bit more aggressive.
1: Right. Yes. Right? Yeah.
2: So same thing with social media.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Like
2: there's no way that you would carry on a conversation the way that you do on social media.
1: Oh, absolutely. Right.
2: I mean, you, you couldn't, you wouldn't troll people. Like you don't walk around the grocery store listening to someone's (laughs) conversation and then like troll them (laughs) face to face.
1: It starts saying comments behind them. Right. (laughs)
2: Like stupid or don't buy that milk. It's dumb. Yeah. Or if you're, you're whatever, you know, you would never do that. Right. But social media provides a platform because there's some insulation between you and the person. And, you know, you're not going to get beat down. Right. It's it's all about words.
1: Yeah. I mean, this kind of goes with how we, what we've always said with our children. And this had to do with texting. Still that removal of picking up the phone and calling someone.
2: You mean like if there's a disagreement or if there's a... (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'm meaning. so important
1: you're you each time you remove a layer so the best you can do is if you're standing right there with someone right and then the next is if you're on the phone and you hear their voice and then the next from just you know from there is texting right and then from there but how we we've raised our kids if there's anything that's important you pick up the phone and call them or you you meet up
2: yeah yeah the emotions are so
1: kind of the same idea I, i kind of went off a little tangent but it's kind of the same thing all right, so we're back at the grocery store. We wouldn't be, yeah,
2: you eaten. wouldn't troll somebody. You wouldn't, whatever, yeah. whatever we do on Facebook right. and social media, right? Um, because you you respect people at least, or you're you're, you're a little bit more reserved, right? Um, yeah. I think face to face you have a lot more respect for one another because you can see the person, in, yeah, in real time. You, I mean, most people I think like each other to from the start they have to be shown to uh, how to dislike some or given a reason to dislike somebody right. or to have a, a problem. Like most people aren't walking around with chips on their shoulders. Right. But on social media, you look for who, who can I disagree with? And th- I don't, I don't know the algorithms, but I think this is true that a lot of the things that you see on social media, obviously they keep the same kinds of content available for you but then from time to time you get to see other mm-hmm. stuff yeah. that you disagree with to keep the narrative going to right. keep that keep your your interest and your engagement on the platform yeah again back to that media is to sell you stuff and this is social media right and the idea is, is if you're on the platform long enough then you're gonna buy something right on one of the clickbaits or pop-up well, ads yeah. or whatever
1: right well i think after we watched the what was the one movie that we watched about social media oh the
2: documentary yeah yeah uh
1: i don't i can't i'm just blanking out on what it is but after ho- no no
2: see where's our tech person when we need it <laughs> our, our person to you, reference things you're our tech person aren't you
1: yeah <laughs> god we're
2: we're in trouble then <laughs>
1: Well, while you're looking that up so we can get the name of it, what I was going to say is when we watched that and then I started using social media, my point is, is you can become aware. It'll be a common theme on our podcast about awareness and being aware of what you're thinking, being aware of what you're looking at and listening to. But after watching that, it made me have more awareness about what they What things come up on social media, what videos they recommend, all of those things, because there is an intent behind that.
2: Yeah. Sounds like a dilemma of sorts.
1: Oh, social social dilemma. dilemma. (laughs) That's it. That's right. Yes. that, Uh, That documentary.
2: Yes. I mean, you can only look at kitty cat videos so long, but the negative, like the antagonistic quality of that is what keeps... Going and you make a post and you're like, oh, you know, FOMO, right? Who's looking at it? Is there anyone that didn't like it? Or I'm gonna f- scrap with someone. Right. So it keeps you like engaged in in the like kind of useless back and forth right. stuff, right? So and I think you have just like you have car courage, you have social media courage, right? You would never talk to some like, I mean, I don't, some of the people that say stuff on social media i'm like jeez that's pretty mean mm-hmm. or aggressive right and I, I mean i'm not an aggressive guy i don't really say that offensive stuff on social media but there's sometimes where i've you know answered back on a you know pretty stern tone or whatever right
1: i try to not to be in someone's face but i like to speak truthfully and i was in one of my posts i had somebody make a comment and I was like, oh, man, on his comment. And so I, I decided I would just say, hey, I would be more than happy to let's get together for coffee and let's talk about right. this. And he immediately personal messaged me. And then we had a conversation through personal yeah. message, but we actually had a personal conversation. And by the end of the conversation, he was like, I I, I agree with you. I think yeah. we're, we were both on the same page. And right. I think that's part of what we miss with there's, there's social some... media. You can make a comment. But then you, where we lack that being able to have a conversation yeah. together.
2: There's some people that are just norm, normally contrary to whatever you're saying. I did have one lady called me a mouth-breathing knuckle-dragger.
1: Oh, my gosh. I don't remember yeah. that.
2: Yeah, it was about when I was saying stuff to Senator Pan. Oh. And this, <laughs> yes. this lady was in New Zealand. No, I remember like, now. And then I looked at her account, and she has, like, horse pictures like all her friends <laughs> they're all horses, horses. yeah <laughs> not, nothing wrong because I, I i had well, horses too and i love horses and they're great it, but
1: it might just mean that there are people on social media who are they have one intent and they're trolling they're not well, really. i don't know
2: what this lady was doing but and apparently i was a mouth-breathing knuckle dragger i'm not <laughs> sure what that is but that's what i was that day anyway the, the whole idea with this is that we're far, farther and farther removed, and the more we become removed, the more aggressive we we get right. with one another.
1: Right, and you get more aggressive because are you going to get to that? No, just because it's you have
2: less. You no, there's no accountability. Like there's yeah. no smackdown factor. Right. Like if you had a smackdown factor, I guarantee you people would not be right carrying on the way they carry on. Right. They just wouldn't.
1: Right. Yeah, it's true.
2: Then where it leads me is this whole get back on your porch is that we used to like as kids, I remember from time to time, like in the summertime or whatever, people would sit out like my family would sit out, sit. I would always be like, let's sit in a circle. And you know, that meant get the lawn chairs, Mm. go hang out outside. We would play and my parents, I probably have some drinks or whatever and, After the day of work, this was in New York predominantly when they had their hotel and when they weren't working. So we would sit out and it was out in the yard. Like the, the street was like right there, but you know, it was whatever that was an analogy or that's synonymous with sitting on your front porch. Right. Right. Well,
1: I mean, I think you can watch some older movies where you saw, you would see people in their neighborhood. On yeah. the front porch, like waving to each yeah. other, yeah,
2: yeah. Because so you know what's going on in the community, and right, you know, you know, hey Joe, whatever. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of you're you're connected, right? Even though you're not, you know, speaking, you're still there. Or you're you know, yeah. you wave, you wave to, wave people, to each other, right? You see people's routines, right? And then something weird happened, where, and I remember this as a kid, kind of as I was getting a little bit older. Living in Florida, like I don't know how old I was, maybe 10, 10 to 12 years old. Remember the guy America's Most Wanted? Yeah, yeah. Well, that guy lost his son. Right. His son was kidnapped. And then there was all the, the Atlanta kidnappings and this, just whatever. Just stuff started to go taco. Right. At that point. And it was like, it wasn't safe to play outside unchecked anymore Mm -hmm. like we would run around in packs in florida right i mean that was you know that was the kid kid thing to do it's like a group of friends go do whatever right you know it was harmless fun and and then it kind of became not as safe over a few years developed and then it's better to play in the backyard right and then everyone hangs out in the backyard i'm totally jumping you know quickly through this so front porch then it devolves to backyard backyard only right now the front porch is not really a thing and people are in their backyards right to the point now where like we're walking around some of these neighborhoods the newer neighborhoods and that many homes don't have any front porch at all right some of them are built right up literally to the street like the closest setback so they don't even have a front yard and it's like this you're totally sequestered from the world through the out, through the front door mm-hmm. and and houses that do have porches are like they're kind of fake porches right
1: they're not really meant to sit up yeah, hang out looks at looks it
2: looks like something but it's not like right. you couldn't you could stand on it maybe and that's it right so what ha- it was interesting too, because like if you look at COVID and all the stuff that happens and lockdowns and all that, we had just moved here, I don't know what three four months before, and then everything right. locked down. Right. So we were here in November, and then in, by March it was shut down. So what does our cul-de-sac, our our mm-hmm. place, do here?
1: Yeah, I mean like, we went out in our cul-de-sac, yeah. and we had. We had our prayer circle and then, and then we had dancing
2: more and more people started showing up in our cul-de-sac. Like we just moved in that people were like, Hey, come on out, you know? Yeah. And we're talking about COVID and about like, you know, prayer prayers for whoever, like you'd throw your prayer in the prayer circle or, you know, people were like, Oh, I hope you you know, get your house sold and. that that became community right now we're in the in literally in the cul-de-sac not in our homes not social i mean i don't even really we weren't really social distancing there
1: was a little there was space between us yes
2: another i hate even calling it that we were we were out there together but we weren't hugging each other right the opposite actually happened because of it so we we upgraded our social relationship we certainly that. did.
1: We did for sure. That was that was like very special for me, you know. Just moving here and then being—I—I I don't know. I mean, coming from where we lived in California, we didn't. We weren't close with our neighbors. We would sit out on our front little brick area, you know, wave to some yeah. people. But this took it to a different level. Meeting our neighbors and then all of us going in the cul-de-sac. It was it was pretty cool.
2: Here we are getting pulled off of our back porches and our inside of our homes out into our cul-de-sac. And we related to our neighbors. And now, like, I I hate the thought of even leaving here. Not that I want to leave here, but or or that we plan to, but I I love our neighborhood. I love our neighbors. And like, and then it's 4th of July, we shoot fireworks off on mother's day. We had a a (laughs) crawfish boil in, in the cul-de-sac. Like uh, there was probably I don't know 50, 60 people out there in the cul-de-sac and yeah. everyone's chipping in and we're cooking yeah and we're tents doing whatever. And
1: tables yeah. and folding chairs
2: yeah just relating to people is yeah um, relating
1: that connection that yeah
2: yeah so what what we've lost and to the point where you know from from front yards we went neighborhood parties. You know, you you have relationships with people. You you know their routines, right? Kids are rolling around in packs, and I think to some degree, kids learn. That's how they learn social interactions, as and in the hierarchies and the uh, better mind your your whatever your p's and q's between your friends, because there's one kid if you talk too mean to or you talk wrong too that you're gonna get a smackdown and you probably deserve it Mm -hmm. and sense of hey the the other kids watch out for the weaker ones and like there's all these social things that used to happen that don't anymore because kids aren't doing this right and then there's the social things that used to happen because parents or the community isn't is no longer you know gathering together yeah in that way
1: I mean, I wonder like everyone listening to this, if you think about, do you know your neighbors? Right. Looking back before and looking now, it's a question to ask. Do you know your neighbors? Not saying you need to be best friends, but it's really starting to look at what's around you and do you know them?
2: Yeah. What started too for us when Lisa came over. Yeah. We're like, literally we were here for probably, I don't know, a few hours. Right. And she was right up in here and be like, hey, how's it going? But, you know, and gave us a rundown. So it's always one person. And it, it might be you that moves into the new neighborhood and is like, hey, or it might be the person saying, hey, welcome. Right. But, you know, just going with that and not being, breaking the pattern or habit of it's easy to be alone. Right. It's easy to keep to yourself.
1: And I, I think it it is easy. And then on the other end of that, I think it's extremely important to... Reach out and have connection and in interact with people. So
2: right. So I I put together this little graph. Okay. Like I do, like graphs and stuff and um, picture a a graph. Like the, uh,
1: okay. Like what what?
2: Like the four quadrants in a okay. graph. Got it. Right. Yep. And the front yard, front porch. Okay. Is front in yard. the upper right. Okay. Like in the positive direction. Mm-hmm. Right. And then going down back towards the middle okay. like where all the all the lines intersect
0: mm-hmm.
2: and then all the way down to the left okay would be more of the kind of moving into the backyard moving into the into the house only engaging on social media only engaging on zoom mm-hmm. like the, the more I list the farther down left right. and low do we go okay you you're you're dining alone like we have a, a lockdown can't go to the restaurants anymore but you can order and they can bring it to you and you can eat in your house right to a lesser degree but it's kind of similar kids running around in packs parents are at work whatever now there's daycare mm-hmm. so that that job is like hired out to a uh, a uh, profession of daycare nothing wrong with that but it's just the the social constructs and the and the teaching that happened used to be like when we were kids now happens more in in a daycare setting right right okay so to even more of a higher degree so dining alone um ordering in pandemic comes things are shut down everything moves to zoom Mm
0: mm-hmm yeah.
2: K- school moves to, to whatever, Zoom or whatever, it, whatever happened. Yeah, online, right. virtual schooling. And then, like, ultimately, I think probably the, the lowest point of all is that you're alone and you're wearing a mask or you're in your car wearing a mask. Like, you're, you're muzzled, your face is covered, You, you, your emotions, you can't see your emotions. Everything's muted. Like think of the sim, the symbolism of a mask. Right. And what that is. And that the, the whole powerlessness of that, like how that makes, I can say how it makes me feel.
1: Right. No, me too. And
2: and when I look at a a kid, a, a beautiful kid that comes into my office and they're wearing a mask. It this, it, it just doesn't sit right with me. Mm-hmm. It's like we're 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 divided, and I and there's a sense of me that thinks that it's like this culling apart of people, of of like the social interactions. Right. Like, look when when there's molecules that are they're joined together with energy okay yeah right and and when you start to break those apart stuff happens mm-hmm. like chemical things happen sometimes there's a electrical you know discharge and violent things that happen depending on what you're trying to split apart right like nuclear energy like there's a lot of of pain that comes from or pain or, or the energy of change that comes from pulling things apart and when you do that in a sense for me like i think of what happened to us socially it's stripped these relationships apart yeah physically distanced us it's muted our ability to communicate properly or or effectively or as as we are all you know used to with facial expressions Um, it's weaponized social interaction our our power is in our community Mm -hmm. and in our ability to to unite with one another and, and to converse and to trade and to have relationships. And now to a high degree that those are strained. Like I had a lady come in the other day to my office and, you know, she was upset about her church, so literally half of her church. Her church has split right over a freaking vaccine or not it's ho- it's it, crazy it's
1: crazy yeah that is
2: and so the point of all this is that the the more that we drift apart the easier we are to be controlled right and manipulated the more we we don't rely on our family unit and our and our people that we can count on like our neighbors or i know if we left we would have at least 3 neighbors calling us saying hey you got papers in your driveway right like we do right and that that's that's going away like that, it
1: it is it's moving that in in that direction but it can change it
2: absolutely can change that's the point is that we've been there like we've been on the front porch my my desire is to get everyone to at least think about getting back on the front porch, maybe right. not jump right out there, but start to move towards it. Right. Like, and, and realizing like, I don't, don't mean to say doom and gloom and all this stuff about, you know, relationships and the culling out of, of society and separating people. But you have to really pay attention to see what's happening, how polarized everything is right, right. now. I mean, literally it's all, whether you're political, whether you're, even religious whether you're vaccine or whether you're vaccine adverse aware there's so many things that polar even about covid like some people have their views on covid about how it is you know serious or not or whatever right and it's it's so divisive and i and i honestly believe that this did start at some point a long time ago by trying to erode away the family union. Mm -hmm. Uh, My mom talks about, you know, where did everything go wrong? Her thing was, I don't want to ruin the podcast that I have her come on, but her thing was free love and the hippies and Woodstock and all that of where like rules just got demolished. Right. And social interaction was totally turned upside down. I think probably even before that was, you know, the, the advent of communism and, and the you know the Red Scare and McCarthyism and all that period in our history where it was said that, I don't, i can going totally paraphrase this, but communism would take over America and at some point it would be a communistic country. And, you know, it starts with eroding away the important right. things. Like if you want to change a profession or if you want to change something, take its lexicon away take its language away start to change the iconic things that it relies on to identify itself and right. then start to make those mean something different right sounds kind of you like where we are today
1: right right i just want to add in when you say this is what your what your mom said she's 93 she's got a she's seen a lot yeah she's seen a lot in her lifetime i just wanted to add that in cuz people may not have the perspective of where that came from but yeah. at 93 you've seen a lot lots of cha- lots has changed
2: so the point is i think that at some point somewhere along the line this was set in motion in a in a drop in the pond and the rings and in the water kind of rippled out and continuously spread until they got bigger and bigger and bigger and now i mean we have Things on social media, they're posting school board meetings talking about all oh, this crazy sexual content in school or masking the kids or people getting... I had a guy texting me, a friend of mine, about he's a federal employee, concerned like he doesn't want to get the vaccine, but there is a condition of employment sometime later in the year is to contingent upon that. So it's all this creation of division and angst and...
1: Right. So how do we, I mean, I guess that's the question. It's like, there's no, there is no question that is happening. We move from the front porch and your neighbors and you knew everyone and you waved and people knew each other by name and what was going on in their families. And then, you know, how we've ended, you kind of pull back and you're in your back porch, kind of just your own world, your own life, your own, you with your own kids to then we're on, social media and then that's how you're connecting with people and that's what you're looking at and that's how you communicate and you're doing that it kind of makes me sad but how do we how do we go back to bringing some of the front porch how do we go back to because there is no question there is a lot of division in our country there's a lot of division just even in like what what was a circle of friends that you might have how do we find our way back You know, where do we go from here? I mean, I know for myself, we've already started that process, connecting with more people, being open, having conversations. You know, I think it's important to have conversations, like face-to-face conversations with people that maybe you don't have the same beliefs or values, but you hear each other. And I think that when we can do that, I think that if I were to share with somebody, why I feel the way I feel, why I would say, I don't want to get the vaccine. And here's, you know, here's where I'm at with things. I think if I sat down with someone, I don't think somebody would yell in my face and call me right. an anti would All the things that happen on social media, I think they would be like, oh yeah. Because the truth is, is I did have that conversation As I had voted for Trump because my healthcare freedom's are extremely important to me and I base a lot of my voting on making sure I have the freedom to choose what I get to do. Cause I value, you know, my body and my health and I work at that,
2: But
0: you yeah, know,
1: and, and who I went to lunch with, she did not vote for him and she was very much adamant, but we shared each other. We talked about why, why each of us voted the way we did. And she's like, I understand. I, that makes sense to me. We didn't fight. We actually still talk today. <laughs> It was yeah. like, and it was okay. She didn't hate me because of it. Right. Because I just got to share my story with her. And then she shared hers. And I'm like, I get it. Yeah. So how do we find our way back to connection?
2: Um, I don't know. I, I was just the guy that brought the problem up. You're supposed to solve it. <laughs> I thought you had the answer to that.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, my answer is, well, go ahead. I, I, I have you, some ideas. I, thought, I do have some I thought some you thoughts. might. I thought you might.
2: One of the things with polarization, it's, it sounds a little, it's going to be a little cliche. I'll just warn you. Okay. But when, when things are polarized, it's your, it's your lack of ability or lack of desire to see yourself, at least part of yourself in another person. Right. Where it's like the person's political voice is so loud that you can't get around that or mm-hmm. they're, they're, you know, so in your face about whatever position they are on COVID or vaccine or money or religion that you're like, um, I can't even, This just too much. It's right. too much of a hot mess in there. I can't even see myself in it. Or, or they fail to see you because they're so over the top, you know, seated in their, right. in their position. So I think, First of all, finding some commonality, some common ground mm-hmm. between people is like, look, this is what I've said all along. Most of the people in the world, I think if you interviewed them one-on-one at any given moment in their life, if you're like, hey, in their language, hey, what's up? How you doing? Most would be like, oh, good. Yeah, I'm good. And that doesn't mean they don't have any problems. That means that like right now, yeah, pretty good. Right. I'm alive. I have... Like I'm breathing, I have some struggles, but I also have some good stuff. I'm on this planet, I can look around and it's... So I think identifying those things on the most common basic level, like establishing the base note, like, hey, we're all alive, we're alive. So right there, it's like, we're good. Right. In the end, can we work out an amicable way of sharing all the things that we have in common? And we understand that we're going to have to give and take, like it's a, it's, it's going to be a compromise.
1: Right. I just, I just can't help but think about in all of the years, lots of people, everyone didn't have the same religious beliefs. Everyone didn't have the same political beliefs, but they, you got along, you were friends, but something happened i mean i something happened i know i know what happened we keep talking about it but we
2: got off the front porch that's what happened
1: all of the years there were people who had different political views different religious views different views on health any of those things and you didn't hate them and curse them and all of the well, things that right. happened today so it's we're, possible to have a relationship because it existed in the past
2: it existed in the past we didn't have social media in the past, right? Like that's that's a big deal. Like that's probably the one of the most significant changes right. in the last fifteen years is the advent of all of that social right. media. So stuff. going
1: back to what how you started it out, yeah. yeah, like
2: we we need to get back to the things that don't allow us to act a fool. You're not going to get the smackdown. Like there's no smackdown factor face to face. Like if we're going to you know, I insult you and we're going to square off on Facebook, but the words hurt. Right. Like that's hurtful shit. Right. People that that's bad stuff. Right. Like I know when, when that lady called me a mouth breathing knuckle dragger, I mean, I wasn't happy about that. I could feel insides like, oh my God, if that lady was here, I would probably engage with her. Like I would, I would kind of. Right. A little riled up. So I would say, for me, getting not not getting off social media, I mean, that's totally fine. Or yeah, I don't think that's it, really doable. Keeping so it in it its place. Real. Well, I, I mean, I'd be fine if I didn't have any of that stuff anymore. I know, but, but
1: the the like I said to you, it's a whole other podcast I want to do, right. but it's not realistic to say to people, get off of social media. That's not going to happen. We're, it's in our life now. We just got to learn how to be with that.
2: Right. So only look at kitty videos. <laughs> Cat, <laughs> cats, not kitty. Cat, no. <laughs> kitty, cat videos. Kitty cat I don't videos. want to say kitty because then they're be right. Whatever. No cat videos. Cat videos. Cat
1: videos. Dog videos. Yeah. How do we get back to the front porch connection? And I think that what you were saying is, you were you were talking about the polarizing. We got to start to see see ourselves in another person because it is possible. I actually, I mean, this is what this whole as we bring guests on we share our stories. And when we share our stories, we realize we're more alike than we are different. I mean, the idea of if you go into a conversation and you think about how can I build a bridge with somebody versus how can I, I'm going to go and I'm going to blow up their bridge. Right. If you even just go in with an awareness of like, how can I build a bridge with this person? That's going to even change the dynamics. How can I get to know something about this person? Where, what, what's their story? coming more into that kind of place, get to know somebody, get to know their story. And when you do, it'll open up a whole nother, you know, a whole nother world of conversation.
2: Yeah. I mean, if that's the intent is to know someone's story, like most of the time, the intent is to pick a fight.
1: I know, but that's what I'm saying. How do we change that? How do we get back to the front porch? How do we get back to not having division? How do we get back to more connection? Well, it, obviously it's going to start with...
2: Well, I, I can say, yeah.
1: No, go but, ahead. You say. Well,
2: I think that living a life that's in balance is probably one common thing that people were to do that. You don't want to engage on social media. Like there's a, there's a positive thing that happens in, in your psychology, in your hormones and, and um, neurochemistry, letdown when you engage in the fighting activities, right? There's, there's a payoff for you become addicted to it Mm, and you become addicted to like what's going on on social media. And I can tell you that every point in my life where I had something going on, like where I had, like when we were building our office and, and physically building it out on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and thinking about it and practicing at a high level Monday through Thursday, stuff wasn't really bugging me that much. Mm-hmm, right. When I'm busy or when I have a project, stuff doesn't really bug me that much. When we were doing 75 hard, I don't remember being engaged in social media or... Right. And I mean, we did it through the pandemic and through all this whatever stuff. And of course there were things that bothered me, but there was also a sense of, I'm putting my life in a in a balanced state. Mm. And I, and I don't really want to search for things that keep me off balance. It's like a, it's like a, someone who's addicted to alcohol right, or whatever substance abuse, you know, they continuously seek that, you know, addiction reward right. and it can keeps them off balance. And most of the time, those people never get out of it until they figure out what the thing is that they're running from. Right. Or what the character part of them is that wants that, right? And for me, it's staying engaged in stuff that's that's positive, whether it's focused on my business or
1: yeah, I mean we're what, whatever it that. is, if we're right. working
2: out or whatever the thing might be. For me, that would be my advice if someone was to ask me, well, how, okay, I how do I start? Right. Pick something, pick something to do that you love or that you've wanted to do that's hard Mm -hmm. or that's that's engaging man give me my guitar and give me some lessons right i'm good pretty much that's that's it for me or like this kind of stuff is fun like putting these things together but i i think that would be the key is for people to try to find their balance try to find their their thing that they love
1: Right. Well, I agree. I agree with all of that. And I'll add in the having some awareness when you're on social media. I mean, I, we have the time tracker you can how long you've been on. But here's what, if you can go into awareness of something's being evoked in you and you want to comment on it, that I would say have the awareness of that feeling. And if you really want to. Pick up the phone and say, "Hey, I want to meet up for a cup of coffee because I want to talk about this." Don't do it through Facebook. Don't do it through text message. Meet with the person. Have a conversation. Yeah, and or, with that, or yeah. or what we going to say? If
2: you are going to do it, you know, if, if it's a thinking, email or a post or a text or whatever, think about what you are going to say, and then write it. And then tomorrow, when you wake up. Go back to that. Right. And if you still feel like, yeah, I'm going to say that, well, then you're a little bit closer. Right. You know, acting on the, uh, the emotional, um, lizard brain of the road rage brain. Right. It's not going to get, it's going to get you more road rage.
1: Right. Which is, I guess, taking that when you're on Facebook or any social media or tech, any of those things, think of my road rage right now. Right. Just have that flash in your mind am i in road rage and the awareness of that'll be enough to be like whoa yeah i am i actually can feel that now that's not the time to be putting imagine,
2: something imagine imagine and like the cure for road rage would be if everyone had an led screen on the back of their car that could message the drivers hey sorry i just cut you off but i got to go to the bathroom right. really bad or my daughter's about ready to throw up right. or oh my God, I wasn't paying attention. I'm so sorry. Like when you're standing in line or you're standing at the store and someone's trying to get by you and you're reading the, the ketchup right. label and you're totally oblivious and you have your cart parked the long ways across the aisle and they're trying to get by and then you look at them and you're like, oh my God, I'm I'm sorry. I was here. I'm just paying attention to my own thing. Totally oblivious to what you're, you know, you right. you obviously have to shop too. I'm sorry. And then it becomes like, Oh, uh, yeah, it's cool. Fine. I do that all the time. Imagine on the exit of the highway, if you had that little thing on your car. Right. It was like, hey, uh, I was kind of daydreaming because I've had a really tough day at work or I'm trying to figure out this problem. And man, I saw the exit coming up and I saw a little space and it was right in front of you. Sorry, I took it. Right. Don't mean anything. Excuse me. Right. It would be a lot better that way. I, mean, I don't think I don't see those signs coming anytime soon. maybe Tesla's <laughs> gonna work on something yeah, like that Well
1: may, maybe we can just give people the benefit of the doubt
2: pretend you read a sign yeah and trick yourself into forgiving them because they probably have stuff going on.
1: Well this is when you were saying this was an interesting and I know we need to wrap this up the other I think it was yesterday I was talking to Casey driving because he tends to get a little little fired up on the road when there's not good drivers and I said I asked him something like how do you feel about having empathy like putting yourself in someone else's shoes maybe when they're driving and he's like if I know their story and I knew they were running (laughs) late for something and they said to me oh hey I'm so sorry I was running late and I need to do it and this is why I was doing that way then yeah I would be okay (laughs) which is exactly what you said is well Why don't we do that? Because we have to give someone some grace. It goes a long way.
2: So everybody, I think that's where we end. Is give yourself some grace, give other people some grace, and try to move back towards your front porch. You don't have to jump on it, but start to move that way and wave to your neighbors. Yeah. Start start a conversation somehow. That's right.
1: Build a bridge. All right, until next time.
2: Thanks, everybody, for listening. This is Bruce and Renee with We Are Still Here.
1: You can find us on Instagram at rbstillhere. And if you would like to be a guest on our podcast, because we love interesting stories, please email us at rbstillhere at gmail.com. You can find our podcast on Spotify, Apple, All those regular, normal spots that you would look for them at. Thanks again, and please share with your family and friends.
2: Thanks for listening.